Off the ball, getting inside the game on News Talk 106 to 108. Yeah, welcome back to Off the Ball. It's Mark Horgan and Murph in for Owen McDevitt tonight. Get your texts in for John Giles and to 53106 and your tweets at Second Captains. Uh, Happy New Year to you, John. And you, Mark. Uh, some great stories to talk about over the past few days. What a win for QPR last night, first of all. Uh, Harry Redknapp has been saying to journalists that you all think I'm mad, but I think we'll stay up. Is he mad? Well, <laughs> he's a bit more saying after last night's yeah. result, uh, Mark. I heard him on Saturday when they got a hiding uh, against Liverpool, and he said afterwards, no, I still believe uh, you know, we'll stay up. And I thought he was whistling in the dark, <laughs> as they say, but... Uh, I made a couple of changes. He got that CC out of the team for one. Uh, and um, apparently they played well. I didn't see all, I only saw the highlights, but they seemed to defend well. Uh, and it was a great result for them. Yeah, is it as simple as that, John? Because it's kind of bizarre to, to understand how they can be so desperate against Liverpool uh, to winning at Stamford Bridge. Well, that's, that happens in football, uh, Mark, as we know. Uh, you know, you'll always get strange results along the way. But it's also, I think, uh, you know, he's got more time. He's had more time with the players, even from Saturday. Because he's there a very short time to get the best players, get the players in that he believes to be the best players. And he did make a few changes. Uh, and they were much better much better off for that. Now, whether they maintain that remains to be seen, Mark, you know? Yeah, yeah. they're, they're five points off safety, John. Uh, Villa, yeah. they're on 13 points. Villa are on 19. Southampton are on 18. Now, both of those teams are playing pretty terribly as well. So maybe maybe he's not as mad as uh, perhaps we're, we're thinking he is. No, no. Uh, you know, I, I, after the Liverpool game, which I saw, they were awful. Yeah, they were uh, terrible. They picked yeah. up. And, uh, that's Kieran, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, John, yeah. Sorry, Kieran. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the thing is with Harry, he's got time to do it, uh, Kieran. you know. Like he's got a good good few matches left. Uh, now the window is open now, as we as we know, and he has been very very good. His past record uh, in the transfer market and judging players and getting good players has been excellent. So if he gets two two or three more, uh, then obviously it's on. It's possible for him to do it uh, because there are a lot of teams, as you just said, there getting into the relegation zone. I mean, Villa uh, are playing awful at the moment. I think Villa will go down. Uh, so that could be one. Reading uh, could be two. I think they'd be favourites to go. And then it's between between Southampton and, and one or two other teams from there. So, uh, you know, they're not that far behind now uh, to give them a chance. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, results like that on uh, last night, it can kind of ha- have, it can be a real catalyst for the rest of the season. Going to a place like Chelsea and winning, it can, it, it could maybe be just a spark they need to, to uh, mount a little bit of a comeback. Oh, definitely. I mean, they have to. They had to win at some stage, uh, but nobody, including myself, fancied them to win at Chelsea because Chelsea had been going well. Uh, but that's the way you get the the uh, the upturn, uh, as you say. Uh, there, you know, they, they they win that one, and it gives them confidence, gives the team confidence and belief in the manager. Because when a manager goes to a new club, no matter what he does, uh, 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 you have to get results. You know, it's no good talking all the time. You can talk and talk till you're blue in the face. But getting results gives the players uh, confidence in the manager and what he's doing. So it, it, it's, it's certainly, it could be the start for them, Kieran, that's for sure. What about Chelsea, John? Uh, how can a team chasing, title, chasing a title throw away points like this? Um, well, he made a few changes in the team, uh, Benitez. He left uh, Mata out. I think he left Oscar out. I think he left Hazard out at the start of the uh, the, the start of, for the start of this game yeah. uh, because a lot of managers believe well they've been tired and they've been playing a few matches um, but it can happen I, you know I think Chelsea will find a level I don't fancy them to really make a charge 
at the Premiership, to be honest, Mark, you know. Yeah, what about uh, Demba Well, I didn't expect him to lose that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, what about Demba Ba? Will he make a big difference? Do you think is he is he better than Fernando Torres at the moment? Um, well, it remains to be seen. He scored more goals mm. uh, than Torres has recently. But, you know, it's a different thing when you're going for the, uh, the, the Premiership and the ex- expectations are high uh, in relation to Newcastle, where, you know, getting to fifth position last year was a great achievement for them. Um, I think he is a good player, Kieran. You know, he has scored goals. Uh, whether he will be able to play alongside uh, Torres remains to be seen. You know, Torres hasn't been great with partners, um, so it, it, it could be one or the other. But there again, recently, Torres has been scoring goals as well. I, I think they've probably signed him for cover rather than uh, to play ahead of Torres. Good bit of business, all the same for Chelsea yesterday, John, bringing in Barn, getting rid of Sturridge. Well, yeah, well, for, for a chance, Chelsea have actually uh, come out of it well financially. I think they got yeah. about £12 million for Sturridge, didn't they? Yep. And uh, they got, uh, well, uh, uh, Damba Ba had uh, this thing in his contract because of a, a dodgy knee, uh, apparently, that, uh, you know, the, the fee was set at £7.5 So it's good value if, if he does his stuff, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, and on the other side of things, uh, you know, does this mean Newcastle are in a bit of trouble uh, without yeah. Bad, without the without their main goal scorer? Oh yeah, yeah, they've been they've been trouble they've been in trouble with him, Kieran. Yeah, you know they're only they're only two or three uh, places off the off the relegation zone. I think they've lost nine out of the last eleven matches. Now they've had a good few injuries, um, but once you get down in and around that uh, that lot, they lose confidence. They lost again last night. Um, so they're in a bit of bother. I think I think they'll get out of it, but they're certainly not making the challenge on the fourth spot that uh, Alan Pardew was talking about only a couple of months ago. Getting, get, I think he's getting a bit carried away with himself, to be honest. Yeah, two good wins in a row for Liverpool, John. 3-0 uh, win over Sunderland last night. Um, but let's talk about storage for a little while. He's already been at City and at Chelsea, and Roger says he's on his last chance if he wants to play for a big club. Gerard uh, also said that he's no excuse if, is, excuses if he fails this time. It's not really the usual new signing welcome kind of stuff, is it? No. No, it's a bit harsh. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Uh, why is he paying twelve million for him if he, if he if he doesn't think he's going to do well? Um, I think to be fair to Sturridge, he hasn't had a chance. You know, he left Manchester City, uh, went to Chelsea, and his, his appearances for Chelsea have been very very limited. Mark, I don't know many many appearances he's made for uh, uh, Chelsea, and certainly not in his best position either. You know, I think he's an out and out striker, and they played him on the left wing and the right wing. He looks a useful player. But I would have thought he'd get a better welcome at Anfield than uh, the, the comments you made there about Rodgers and, and Gerrard. Yeah, it's putting them under pressure straight away. But do you do you yeah. think he's potentially a top player? Or do you, what do you think's missing from his game yeah, at the moment? Yeah, I think he's got a chance. I think he's got a chance, Mark. You know, what yeah. I've seen of him. Now, I haven't seen that much of him because he hasn't had a, 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 any sort of a real real run at it. Uh, but what I've seen him, see him, saw him play up front uh, rather than on the left wing or the right wing, he certainly looks like he can definitely play. He can do things on his own. He can beat players. Good shot in his left foot. Uh, but what he can do it now week in and week out remains to be seen if, if he gets the opportunity to do it at Anfield as well. Yeah, the key question really... But, uh, Liverpool had to sign somebody, Mark. You know, they, yeah. they'd only got uh, Suarez as a striker. Yeah. He's the only striker, he's the only uh, recognised striker that they have. So, uh, again, I think Sturridge could be, might have been bought for a bit of cover there as well. Yeah, and uh, you know you you are talking about cover for Suarez. He's doing a pretty good job all uh, all by himself. In fairness, 
another amazing game from him last night two goals and an assist I mean is he him and Van Persie the only two real contenders for player of the year so far this year I, I would imagine so Suarez is absolutely brilliant uh, uh, Kieran there's no doubt about that he's so quick and so well balanced he gets between defenders he's controlled he's controlled is terrific actually you know they're both great goal scorers Van Persie is a great goal scorer as well but uh, Suarez is more likely to be able to do it on his own you know, he can beat players better than, than Van Persie can. He's absolutely deadly. Um, you know, as long as he, he stops his diving, I think that'll be a help to him as well. Um, you know, because he's, be, he's been a bit naughty in that particular respect. But, uh, you know, as a player, and he seems to be getting better and better. John, have you warmed any more to Brendan Rodgers over the last while? And do you think... It's ah, a- he's OK. Yeah. He's OK. He was just talking too much, Mark, you know. And uh, every match that I heard him, uh, talking about the players were, were, were brilliant they were great they did brilliantly uh, you know he couldn't ask any more of them and they'd lost again you know they won the last couple of matches as we know um, but you know everything was great and magnificent and terrific and the players were great um, and I think he was talking too much in the press to be honest Mark you know and I think he has quietened down in the last last couple of weeks I think he's I think he knows himself that he's been he's been overdoing it does he strike you as the type of manager though who could get something out of Daniel Sturridge that maybe previous managers weren't able to or is it too difficult to to kind of make an assumption like that well I think I think Sturridge didn't get a chance you know the teams that he's been to Manchester City left as a young lad and then went to Chelsea and as we know Chelsea had Drogba and they had Torres and all these players I don't think he's had the opportunity to do it he has he has um, he, he promises to do it and I think that's what Rodgers has taken the chance on now he says he's known him for a long time uh, and he's followed his career so he must believe that he's going to do it Mark or else you wouldn't pay out 12 million you know yeah okay John tons more to get through stick with us get your text into 53106 and we'll be back after these Off the Ball on Newstalk 106 to 108 yeah, welcome back to Off the Ball. It's Mark and Murphy in for Owen McDevitt tonight. John, um, I'm not sure if you saw the Balotelli and Mancini picks today that uh, a lot of people have been talking about yeah. and they've been doing the rounds and look pretty ridiculous by all accounts. Uh, yeah. It's kind of what struck us more than anything is the fact that uh, rather than Balotelli being involved in something like this, that Mancini has such a, sh- a short temp- uh, temper and came across really badly in these photographs. Well, it depends. We don't, we don't know exactly what happened, uh, uh, Mark, you know. But uh, I'm surprised he hasn't blown up even more before now uh, with Balotelli. He's a, he's a headbanger, uh, Balotelli. It wouldn't happen near the place. Uh, and you don't forget, like, City, City paid $24 million for him. I'm not so sure Mancini was the one that actually signed him, uh, but he's in the club. And I've often said on, on your program here that, you know, part of management, one of the vital parts of management is who you bring into the club. And 70, 80% of management is about getting the right players, the right character, the right ability in the club. And that was never the case with Balotelli. He, 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 if Mourinho couldn't get on with him at uh, Inter Milan. So, you know, I wouldn't have him near the place. You don't think Mancini starts too many fights for a manager, though? Well, he has... He, he, well, he has fallen out with a few players, there's no doubt about that. Mm. And probably, probably shouldn't have. But in Balotelli's case, I mean, you've seen him play. Some of the things he does is outrageous. Some of the things he's done off the pitch uh, have been outrageous. You know, and, and this is a fellow who is, you know, playing for Manchester City. He's supposed to be a top international player. In fact, I've seen him described by a couple of people this week, uh, Paul Merson among them, um, as having a great European Championships. 
Well, the fact is, he didn't have a great European Championships, Mark. He played one match where he played really well. Um, I don't know who it was against. I think it was Portugal. He, he scored a couple yeah. of goals. Uh, but when it came to the final, uh, the real thing against him, he never kicked the ball. And he's done that in loads of matches. He's, he's got a lot of ability, there's no doubt. But it's, it's no good having ability unless you have the right attitude. And, you know, he's, he's just trouble. And why, why the, I think the owner, uh, one of the owners, or Mancini said last week that one of the owners loves Balotelli. And I think he has an influence on uh, Mancini not kicking him out of the club. Um, that's, we, that's the way I would read it, Mark. Yeah, we, we've seen quite a few people uh, today saying that, oh, you know, this happens on training grounds all the time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can't really buy that. I mean, I, I think if uh, if wow. I was taking a swing at Owen McDevitt uh, every second week, uh, you know, one of us wouldn't be long getting the road. No, no. It doesn't happen every day on the pitch. It happens occasionally. And it might happen between a couple of players. But I think the story seems to be today that Spalatelli crocked Sinclair. Yeah. And that's what uh, Mancini was going mad about. Um, and, you know, this this fellow is, is just trouble. I mean, it's not what happens on the training pitch with him. It's what happens off the pitch as well, Kieran. I mean, if you look at all the scrapes he's been in since he's been at the club, he's been sent off. Uh, totally irresponsible. He was sent off against Arsenal last year when they were going for the Premiership. He stood on, on uh, Scott Parker's head in a vital match as well where he should have been sent off. You know, this fellow is, 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 is trouble all the way. And uh, how you can live with that as a club, trying to run a club in the proper manner, uh, it's almost impossible. I don't know how Mancini's put up with it, to be honest. So, John, do you, what's the future then for Balotelli? Should Mancini not be in a position where, it, well, basically it's his responsibility to try and get over this and to try and work with Balotelli? Because it, it seems like there's really nowhere for him to go because he earns so much money. And as you're saying, this, if he's a relationship with the, with the club owner as well, it's kind, of no, it's kind of hard to know where Mancini goes from here. Well, I think he's been struggling with that for a while, Mark, to be honest. You know, I, I think it's very, very difficult for a manager if uh, he wants to get rid of the player and the owner doesn't. He's got to put up with it and he's got to put a face on, on, on it all the time. And I think he probably had enough of it today uh, and, and blew his top. Um, now, I'm only assuming that that is the case. But I, that's what I believe. I think the owner loves him. Uh, I mean, he is a character. There's a lot of people around the world who think he's terrific. Um, I think he's, he's, he's awful and I think he's a disgrace to his profession uh, but, but the owner uh, who would be the boss probably thinks he's great and Mancini's hands are tired that's the way I see it or else Mancini's been a pro all his life I think he would have had him out of the club before now yeah, uh, John Erickson and uh, Tony Pulis have come out today and they've been talking about how these sort of bus stuffs are part and parcel of uh, the training grounds the, uh, all over the world and in mm. all football teams. Now, as you said, it's not it's not part and parcel that a manager and a player will be fighting, but bus stops between players, I presume, are something that happens quite a lot. In your day, would that have been a, a thing that would happen quite a lot in, in uh, back in the Leeds days? Well, I was I was I was very lucky with the Leeds lads. We got on very very well, and it was very very occasionally, very occasionally that uh, anything happened in that particular way, very occasionally. Now, yeah. I did hear Pullis today talking about that particular incident, and he was talking a lot of nonsense. What he said was that, you know, that's been the relationship between Mancini and Balotelli, and Mancini, that's what Mancini, Mancini, Mancini believes, to get the best out of him. It, because but Pullis was saying, that's what some managers have to do. That's a lot of nonsense. You don't be, not, not with Balotelli and, 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 and behaving in that particular way. Uh, no, that, that's total nonsense, Mark. 
John, what the, when you were when, when those bus ups would have happened back in the day though, would you've seen them as a always a negative thing? Because a lot of times sports people suggest that it shows that there's a there's a you know, there's passion, there's there's passion for, for places and there's commitment to the to the cause mm. and all those sort of things. So it's not always no. viewed as a negative a negative aspect. Not in training. Yeah. Not in training with your colleagues. I mean if you're if you're trying to have a go with your colleague, you're you're, you're one of your own teammates that you need on Saturday. Uh, and you kick him, and you hurt him, and you put him out of the game. That's 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 not uh, that's not good. You don't do that, you know. Like you can have a little bit of a scrap, a little bit of a Barney, but that that'd be the end of it. You wouldn't be going into to, to hurt each other, and and that wouldn't show your competitiveness. You know what you show you how you show your competitiveness on Saturday, playing alongside your your colleagues when it comes to the big or Saturday and Wednesday, whenever you play. Not not that type of thing on the training ground. No, I don't I don't agree with that. Uh, there have been hints in the last uh, week or so, John, that Shea Given wants to make a return for Ireland. Um, yeah. w- when you look at it, uh, is there any reason why, why Shea Given wouldn't do that, given given the fact that he's not getting any game time at all with Aston Villa at the moment? Um, well, I think that would be one of the reasons that he might want to come back uh, into the early setup, Kieran, because he's not playing for Aston Villa anyway. Um, and he, he, he might regret making the decision in the summer. It happens with lads, you know. I mean, I would welcome Shea back uh, if he wants to come back. There's no, I mean, he's still a top-class goalkeeper. Um, but I think the fact that he's not playing, well, he's hardly playing at Villa at all, mm. uh, might influence the decision to do that. Yeah, Shea said. Uh, well, is that what you asked me? Is that what you asked me, Kieran? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, yeah. I, I think really the the fact that he's come out and. You know, we we see Westwood not playing at all with Sunderland. There's no real yeah. outstanding candidate that has said, right, well, this is my position now, uh, now that Shea is finally gone. Maybe maybe Shea is looking at it and saying, you know, I'm still the best option f- for Ireland, not even from a personal point of view, from the team's point of view, that Shea given is still, yeah. the, still the best we have. I think he is. I mean, don't forget him and Westwood in the same position. Neither of them are playing. Yeah. I mean if Westwood was playing week in and week out for Sunderland and playing really well you say fair enough it's time it's time for him to take over but that's not, that hasn't been the case uh, you know since Shea announced his retirement Westwood hasn't got in the Sunderland team so uh, I mean if you were picking a goalkeeper next week for the Irish team they're both available you'd have to go for Shea John, what and do you... I think that I, Shea, I think Shea sees, him that way, sees it that way himself John, what do you think the story is with uh, Shea Given and Paul Lambert? Because he obviously, well, he certainly seems like he wants him gone. Villa have the worst defence in the league, 41 goals conceded, yeah. and including an 8-0 a couple of weeks ago, and yet Shea can't get his foot in the door at all. What do you think's going on? I don't know. Um, I mean, he's made some strange decisions, Lambert. You know, we saw mm. Bent, Bent hasn't got a look in either, uh, Mark, you know, who's the leading goal scorer, and... Uh, He's gone with these young lads and, you know, I think they're in real danger of relegation. Uh, I think the goalkeeper that's come in for Villa has actually done quite well for them despite all the goals they've lost. But I don't think he's in the same class as Shea. Uh, and I just, I, I just don't understand it. Maybe because Shea's getting on a bit, he might think, well, I'll, you know, I'll leave him out. He's a good, uh, he's a good second. But uh, this guy is the, is, the t- is, is the future for the club. Because Lambert seems to be pursuing a policy like that. He keeps going about these young lads he's bringing in, which he has brought quite a few in. Uh, but they're losing matches and losing them badly. Do you see any negatives for Shea if he does come back for Ireland? You know, would it be bad for his no. l- legacy, for example? No. No, I think Shea didn't play well in the European Championships and I think he wouldn't like to leave it like that. Yeah. You know, like no matter what Shea does if he comes back for a year or two, you know, I don't think anybody will forget how great a goalkeeper he has already been for Ireland. 
And I don't think he's lost it that much. I think he had a bad European Championship, as the whole team had. But I would be very surprised uh, if he didn't come back for Ireland and play well, Mark, to be honest. I think he, he has that in him, Shay. Oh. I don't think he'd come back himself if he didn't think he could do it. Yeah, OK, John, going to take a quick, quick break. Uh, we're going to be back with some texts and tweets, so folks, get your questions in now. Off the ball, getting inside the game on Newstalk 106 to 108. As always, tons of texts coming in for John Giles on Thursday night. Mancini, John, first one coming in here from Dean. Mancini knows how mad Balotelli is. There's no excuse for him getting roiled by anything Balotelli does. Plus, he's a volatile young man. Well, I think if you're on the training ground and 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 he and he, he puts one of your <laughs> players on the ground in a training position, uh, I think. A lot of managers would go mad, but it's, this is a build-up of Mancini. This is not the first incident I'm sure that he's had on the training ground, and it's certainly not the first incident that they've had overall. Mark, you know, yeah. it drive you mad, this fellow, if you if you if you're trying to work with him. John Kevin Prince Boateng walked off the pitch for Milan in a friendly recently, and when he was racially abused by fans, he left the field. His own team left <clears> with him, and the game was called off. Is this the way forward for players who are racially abused? Says Liam Cork. I don't know if you saw Boateng there, John. Did you that uh, video clip? Yeah, yeah. What you think? Fr- it was a friendly match, Mark. I think. Yeah. That's right. I think it was friendly match they were playing, and I saw the incident. He must have been getting a lot of abuse, uh, and he did what he did, and the players, the players backed him up. Uh, I think it's, I think it's brought, brought more notice uh, to the racial abuse, which is t- totally wrong, and uh, it, it, it probably helped to stop it. You know, yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of, a lot of tweeting going. On. I see my friend Rio Ferdinand is tweeting again, and Jason Roberts is tweeting again. But uh, uh, that's by the way. I, I think, uh, I think probably did what he did was right. Yeah, and he's got a lot of backing from it. Yeah, funny enough though, Michel Platini was saying uh, last year that this is what he didn't want to have happen. That he wanted the referees to deal with it, and he wanted UEFA to yeah. deal with it. But they've proven completely toothless in in actually uh, doing something that that really stops racial abuse. So maybe Hiron, this is how the way can forward. The yeah. Stop it. Yeah, Hiron, yeah. How can the referees stop it? Yeah, I mean, like how Platini's... can the referee influence? How can the referee influence it in any way apart from taking the players off the pitch? And that's, that's what Platini doesn't want. He's saying that, you know, UEFA will look after. Well, the fact is that they haven't looked after it and they don't look like after it. And certainly the referee is powerless to say that the referee can do anything. It's total nonsense. Yeah. Lads, I'd really appreciate if you could ask John to settle a debate I've been having with a friend. Javier Hernandez, is he lucky or good? I say good as he's a natural goal scorer and that's a skill. My friend says lucky as he plays for Man United and gets chances he wouldn't get elsewhere, says Tony. I think he's terrific, Mark. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a real natural striker. Have you, have you ever noticed him? He's the one that lo- is looking to get through all the time. Now, he's, he's touch and go whether he's offside quite a few of the times, but he's very, very good at getting in and, and keeping onside, just about keeping onside. But he's always the one that will pose the threat. Say when Rooney's on the ball, he's the one that will make the run. And I think he's a terrific finisher. And I'm surprised, I'm actually surprised that Ferguson hasn't played him more than he's played him. I think he's a terrific player for Manchester United. Yeah, and he, he kind of was off the ball a little last season, but the first season that he came two seasons ago and this season, he has really shown himself to be one of the best in-the-box goal scorers that the Premier League has seen. Yeah, I think he had an injury last year, Kieran. Remember, he had yeah. a concussion and he came uh, back in a friendly match. Yeah, and he came and back I having had a summer with, with Mexico as well. Yeah, and, and I think Ferguson, I think it was more serious than it looked at that particular because Ferguson didn't play him for ages, you know? And then he lost his match fitness and that. But he seems to be back to his best now, and uh, which is great for Manchester United. Where does Wayne Rooney stand now, John? Because we were discussing this a little bit last night. Van Persie and Hernandez mm. looked electric against Wigan uh, at the weekend. Well, uh, Rooney against Swansea a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you saw it, Mark. 
he was terrible. Yeah. He's terrible. His attitude was bad. He didn't work like he, he did. He looked like his fella had the, the worries of the world on his shoulder. And Ferguson uh, actually subbed him, I think, 10, 15 minutes from the end. Now, he got an injury then and on the Friday half. He hasn't played since. Now, the way he was playing against Swansea, and I think the way he's been playing re- recently, I don't think he'll get into the Manchester United team, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you've got, you got Hernandez coming in. You've got Van Persie. You've got Welbeck. You've got uh, Kagawa. Is that the way you pronounce that last name? Yeah. Kagawa. The, the, the Japanese you know they've got them to come in and you know the way he was playing uh, he wasn't really contributing to Manchester United at all and as you saw in the last match or two with, with, with him being injured they haven't they haven't missed him in any way whatsoever yeah so, and it's, it's the know, inconsistency it's, it's a, it's a as well hmm? it's, sorry it's the, it's the inconsistency as well because I mean he was obviously very good against City and got his two goals but we uh, not en- we just haven't seen half enough of that no. from a Manchester United no, perspective this season like, yeah. it's his attitude it's his attitude kid on you know yeah. a couple of years ago when he was playing and he was he was getting after the ball when the opposition had it and he was really buzzing uh, and, and, and won the ball great now it's like he's flicking it here flicking it there he's not chasing back against Swansea he was within 10 yards of the opposition when they were on the ball and he, he was strolling around He's not, he's not as bad as Berbatov, but uh, a similar type of attitude from him at the moment. And, uh, you know, I think he's, he's not a lot for Man U at the moment, I don't think. Yeah, we touched on this a little earlier. What does John think of the frankly bizarre situation of Villa performing admirably against Liverpool, Arsenal and Man United to conceding 15 in three games from David? Well, I saw them, uh, I saw them in the Chelsea match. Uh, actually, I saw them in the Spurs match again. And defensively, they were absolutely dreadful. Um, and uh, it's not surprising that they, they lost the goals that they did, Mark. Mm. And you know he keeps talking about Lambert keeps talking about it being a young team, but you know I've seen young teams before uh, promising for the future and uh, not doing it today. Today is what matters, and I think they're in serious trouble, Villa. I really do. The way they're defending, they're liable to lose goals against anybody, and I think they're they're very very near the relegation zone, and I think they're in big big trouble. A lot of people texting in looking for an explanation as to why Liverpool seems so obsessed in signing, uh, well, maybe not so much in D- uh, Daniel Sturridge, but in overpriced English players, John. They, they, don't, they seem to be quite risk-averse in, in uh, scouting for, for players internationally. Well, I think that's, that, that comes from the owners, I think. I think the owners come in and some of them pursue a policy uh, of signing local lads, uh, Mark. I don't know why. Uh, maybe they believe they get more from them or they get more return in the transfer market. Uh, and you know when Kenny Dalglish was there, you know he signed uh, um, who was the lad in the middle of the field, Henderson was it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he signed you know Carroll. Uh, he signed Downing. So it seemed to be a policy with the owners, like those three players that he signed were all all uh, English players. And some some uh, clubs like that they they don't they don't, uh, they don't yeah. trust the foreigners for some reason or other, and that seems to be the policy at. Liverpool. Okay, John, listen, that's all the time we've got uh, to talk to you tonight. Thanks so much for talking to us as always. Really appreciate you coming on. Okay, Mark. Okay. See you, Mark. See you, Kieran. Thank you.